are listening to TK on CFRU Radio 93.3 FM in Guelph, Ontario, and available worldwide at CFRU.ca. What is happening, ladies and gentlemen? I'm your girl, Janon, right here, here on TKO. We talk about the most exclusive hot topics from the world of mixed martial arts, also known as MMA, discuss various matters that surround the world of fighting, and talk about the accomplishments of legendary fighters, how they got started, and where they are now. Okay, so today is a pretty special episode because today we're trying something new with our show. Today we have a fight companion for you guys. So what is a fight companion? Well, I'm going to tell you what that is. So if you're into MMA and combat sports just like I am and you just get together with your friends and you get on a sort of podcast or a vlog or anything, any sort of, you know, media a broadcasting thing that we like to share with the world, well, you could do a fight companion with your friends. And how a fight companion goes is that you usually play the fights that you want to watch with your friends and buddies on, on the on the screen. And um, as you guys are talking, you just kind of, you know, live commentate on those um, fights that you're actually watching. But the thing is today, right now on TKO, because it is pretty early in the morning, morning right now as we are recording this episode well it's just me by myself in the studio but the thing is the pretty fun thing is that I'll be watching the fights that happen on a UFC fight night over Saturday and uh, for Deliza Brazil and uh, well no I, w- I won't be watching all the fights because uh, we're not gonna have time for all the fights that actually happen on that card but what we will be doing is that we'll be watching at least three of the fights that happen on the main card of UFC Fight Night and um, you know I've, I've actually watched two of the fights that I'm gonna be um, you know watching and commentating for you guys but I haven't watched one of them so it's gonna be pretty interesting to see how my how my live reaction is going to be and yeah this is pretty new so I'm pretty excited I hope you guys are excited as well but before that before we do that okay a couple of weeks ago during your last episode we talked about how we will we promised you guys that we'll go through UFC 209 because we said how pumped up we were for that fight card and well you know things didn't go as planned for some of the events some of the scheduled fights during uh, UFC 209 in Vegas and uh, we're going to be talking about that we're going to be doing live commentary on uh, on those three fights from UFC Fight Night in Brazil what else are we going to do? Oh, we have a couple of fight announcements for UFC 211, which we are pretty pretty excited about. We're going to be go we're going to be going through those and we have some other hot topics to be going through before we do all those things that we just talked about. So, what are we waiting for? Let's get started. Oh yeah. I want to move on to a couple of fight announcements for the UFC 211 card, which is going to happen in Dallas, Texas. All right, so we already talked about the uh, the headliner of this card, which was confirmed a couple of weeks back, and it is going to be a heavyweight title fight between the champion Stephen Miocic and the number four heavyweight contender in the UFC. 
Oh, one of my all-time favorites, Junior Dos Santos. Man, just like we said before, I mean, I'm not going to spend too much time talking about this fight in particular because we already talked about it before. And as we uh, uh, as we are approaching the UFC 211 card, I will uh, I will try to break it down more thoroughly. But as for now, I'm just going to do a brief, um, you know, preview. So just like we said, Junior Dos Santos is one of the, both of these guys. I mean, both of these guys are veterans of the sport. Both of these guys used to fight at um, MMA organizations back in the day when MMA was just becoming popular about, you know, 20 years ago. And uh, so Stephen Majocic has such phenomenal knockout power and, um, you know, that you don't really see anybody else like him in the entire division. And Junior Dos Santos, even though he's had a couple of losses here and there, but recently he has shown such great performances. And just like we said before, he has been working on his kickboxing. And, you know, man, if you have a heavyweight who has great, phenomenal kickboxing skills, man, just don't go near that guy because he is freaking dangerous. So Stephen Majacic needs to watch out for Junior DeSantos. And this is a, such a great opportunity for Junior DeSantos to be, you know, proving himself to the entire world and the division and Dana White and, uh, you know, pretty much all the UFC matchmakers that he is a deserving, uh, you know, contender to be uh, fighting for the title, for the heavyweight title. All right, now moving on. The co-main event of the evening. Shout out to all the ladies. We have the women's strawweight title on the line. We have Ioana Jurjek, the champion, the strawweight champion, fighting out of Poland, fighting the challenger, Jessica Andrade, who is the number three contender in the women's strawweight division. Man, I love Jessica Andrade. I really applaud her, uh, you know, hard work because Jessica Andrade used to fight at the uh, women's bantamweight division, but because she only, she's really, really short, so she decided to lose, you know, an extra 10 pounds, which is pretty pretty you know hard to do especially if you're a fighter and you're already so lean and muscular and you have to drop so much so much weight but she did it and she came down to the strawweight division and man she is having the performances of her lifetime and she is just so amazing she's such a great wrestler and her boxing man she's just so accurate and talking about Ioana Jurjic the champion man we're talking about a former Muay Thai champion and Obviously, this fight is no, not going to be easy for Ioana Jurjic. Neither is it going to be easy for Jessica Andrade. However, it's going to be an amazing fight to watch and to see which of these ladies is going to, you know, outsmart the other one in this fight because both of these ladies have basically the same set of skills and um, demonstrate the same amount of power, but in, in, in one, you know, category or another. But we just have to wait and see with what game plan does each lady come into the octagon and it all comes down to how smart you are going to be in the octagon against your opponent all right moving on the next fight that i am really really looking forward to is a uh, fight between damian maya and jorge masvidal we've talked about jorge masvidal on our show before um, I believe it was uh, during the fight between uh, Jorge Masvidal and Cowboy Donald Cowboy Cerrone that we're talking about him. And, man, he is just 
so good. He is so resilient. He demonstrates the power that he needs to, to, you know, outwork his opponent. And uh, he's just so amazing. And Damian Maya, he is probably the best jiu-jitsu practitioner you're going to, you are going to find in the entire sport. And uh, man, it's it's just not his jiu-jitsu skills that make him so unique. Recently, he's been working on a striking and it is just so amazing to watch both of these guys fighting each other. It's going to be a great fight. I'm really interested to see how Jorge Masvidal is going to overcome Damon Maya if the fight does go to the ground because it's going to get pretty interesting. Just like I said, Damian Maya is extremely dangerous on the ground. All right. The next fight that I really, really want to talk about is a fight between Eddie Alvarez and Dustin Poirier. Now, Dustin Poirier just recently fought, and he um, he hadn't fought before that for a couple of years. And Eddie Alvarez, okay, this is the same guy that we're talking about who who his last fight was against the notorious Conor McGregor. This guy is the former lightweight champion at the UFC, and he beat the former champion Rafael dos Anjos. Okay, he is just phenomenal because he has such great striking skills. And right now, we shouldn't doubt him right now because he lost from uh, he lost uh, his fight against Conor McGregor. Uh, you should never underestimate Eddie Alvarez. He is a beast, and Dustin Poirier also is a monster. His striking skills are on point, so it is pretty interesting to see how this fight is going to play out, but we shall wait and see what will actually happen. Okay, the next fight that I really want to talk about is a fight between Frankie Edgar, the former UFC champion, the former featherweight champion, and uh, Yair Rodriguez, man, Yair Rodriguez is one of the best, uh, you know, leg kickers in the entire uh, organization because he's a black belt in Taekwondo. And uh, just like he said, Frankie Edgar is just so good at what he does. And he's just so fast. And he demonstrates he demonstrates power and speed at the same time, which is uh, if you have that combination in your in your set of skills, you are phenomenal. And uh, just like I said, Yaya Rodriguez, you know how every single fighter does combinations with their jabs and hooks and crosses and whatnot? Well, Yaya Rodriguez does the jab and then he does a, um, a, a complicated leg combination, a leg kick combination. And that's just how, man, that's just how he rolls. So he, he is extremely dangerous. And I'm really curious to see how this fight is going to turn out because both of these guys are just amazing and have shown great performances over their last fights. So it's pretty interesting to see how this fight between these two is going to uh, be played out. You know, both of these guys are going to be dangerous for one another. We just have to wait and see how it's going to turn out, how it's going to play out. And best of luck to all the fighters who are fighting on this card and man mark your calendars it is going to be on saturday night may 13th in dallas texas do not miss this card it is going to be amazing all right all right so that's all the fight announcement we had for today 
So before we get into the actual fight companion part and the live commentating, let's just take a quick break and we will be right back after this. Do not go anywhere. What is happening? It's your girl Janan right here. If you're just joining us, this is TKO on CFRU. Well, if you haven't already figured out from the name, we are all about combat sports, especially MMA, mixed martial arts. So, yeah, there you have it. The song is called Go Hard or Go Home by uh, Wiz Khalifa. And the reason that I play this song is because it definitely does fit the occasion right now, just like we always say. Because here on TKO, we're all about going hard and just doing it, man. So, without further ado, before the break, we promised you guys that we're going to be talking about UFC 209. Oh, yeah. So, let's get right to it. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, just like I said before, well, things didn't play out the way that everything was, um, you know, prepared for and um, scheduled for. Well, Khabib Nurmagomedov and Tony Ferguson were scheduled to fight each other as the co-main event of the night. However, a day before the fight, which is um, Friday... Because the fights were happening on Saturday night. So on Friday where everybody was uh, weighing in, we see everybody weighing in from the prelim card all the way towards uh, the headliners, you know, um, Tyron Woodley, Stephen Wonderboy, Tony Ferguson. Everybody's waiting. Where is Khabib Nurmagomedov? And we just get a report from his team, from Khabib Nurmagomedov's team, saying that Khabib was transported to a nearby hospital in Las Vegas because he was having health issues. And the thing is, even though he was released from the hospital, he is not tech, he's not medically cleared to be fighting on the 209 card against Tony Ferguson. And as you guys can imagine, okay, I mean, obviously, this is not the first time that this has happened, a fight being so close to happening, and it didn't actually happen. I mean, we had the same case against um, uh, that fight between Fedor and uh, Matt Mitrione, but, I mean, man, there's nothing you can do, and it's just so heartbreaking that these fighters are going through so many health problems because of the weight cut that they have to go through, because of the weight cut that is part of the plan. And according to Luke Rockhold, Khabib Nurmagomedov's um, uh, teammate, it was announced that um, Khabib Nurmagomedov was um, transferred to the hospital because he wasn't getting blood to his liver. So as you can imagine, this 
this weight cut thing, man, it has to, we have to let go of it. We have to come up with alternatives so that the fighters are, are able to fight. And uh, these, um, these problems like the weight cut and all those side issues aren't interfering with the fighters' uh, abilities and, you know, stamina and everything that goes back to the fight. And it's just... It's just so sad to see how how many problems this weight cut itself is causing for for the fighters, for the fans, for the promotion, and everything. So, I mean, I mean, best of luck to Khabib. Well, apparently he was feeling better after he was released from the hospital. But man, get better, man, because like <laughs> you can't we can't just lose you like that because of because of the weight cut. You're such a phenomenal fighter, and you can't just. I mean, it's just really sad to see. But beside that, well, the fights mainly happen on the UFC 209 main card. So I'm going to be talking about two of... Uh, I'm going to be talking about the main event and the co-main event. The co-main event was um, a fight between David Tamer fighting out of Sweden and um, Lando Venata. And... Well, the fight, coming into the fight, everybody was taking Londo's, uh, Londo's side because David Tamer, you don't really see him around. And um, he was um, definitely the underdog during this fight. But as the fight started, as the referee said go to both of these fighters, man, David Tamer, where has he been all this time? He, it was just amazing to see him fight uh, Londo because he definitely outclassed Vanada and it, it, you would you weren't really expecting it, especially if you, if you actually did put money on this fight and you bet on Londo, man, man, you you definitely lost a lot of money that night. So David Tamer definitely showed a performance of a lifetime, and he was the winner through decision, and it was just amazing to see. So uh, I'm pretty curious to see uh, what other fights the UFC is going to give him after this phenomenal win against Alonzo Venata because he definitely showed that he is here to say and that he is not just one of those um, no, you know, the, uh, the guys that you, you don't really know about and aren't really good at what they're doing. He is such a talented fighter and he deserves to be in the UFC and he deserves, um, you know, to be given bigger, bigger fighters uh, to be fighting and let's just see what he has in his skill set. So yeah, there, uh, there goes the co-main event of the evening, man. Let's talk about the main event of the evening. Okay, everybody. Okay, about this main uh, about this main event of UFC two and I. Everybody was saying that it was the most boring fight of all time. But the thing is, if you're an MMA purist like me or other people, you can actually tell that it was. Even though it might have been boring in the eyes of a casual fan, but if you're a purist and you're a- analyzing all those tiny, tiny um, things that are being traded between the fighters, well, it wasn't. It, it wasn't really boring. It was really technical. That's why, if you if you don't really follow the sport and you were watching that fight and you were expecting something brutal or a lot of violence, where well, yeah, you were definitely not in luck that night. So it was just like I said. It was a very technical fight, and both of the uh, both of the guys 
they they were extremely cautious of one another because the belt was on the line. The welterweight belt was on the line, and Tyron Woodley definitely did not want to lose it by just trying to you know put on a sh- uh, by just uh, you know showing off to the fans and like uh, other fighters what he's really capable. He had to be extremely extremely cautious, especially after the last fight that he had with Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, where the final decision was a draw. So he had to be extremely cautious because apparently in Tyron Woodley's mind, the belt was more important than, uh, you know, putting on a performance of a lifetime in front of the fans. Or like, you know, putting on, not not like that, but putting on a, 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 an entertaining performance for the uh, for the fans in the, uh, in the crowd. But overall, the fight came to a decision and um, Tyron Woodley won the belt again he he retained the belt and um, we're not really sure what's next for Stephen Wonderboy Thompson even though he is a greatly talented fighter but we're not sure we have to wait and see how the fight between Jorge Masvidal and Damian Maya who are also fighting in the same weight division would uh, would turn out and probably the winner of that fight is going to fight Tyron Woodley and yeah so there you go that was UFC 209 and man, okay, yeah, it definitely, I thought it was going to be more entertaining, but uh, the fact that it is going to be entertaining or not is not important. What is important is that the fighters put on a performances that they wanted to, and um, they just, uh, you know, they work on their techniques and um, try to be as technical as possible because, uh, you know, you don't have to be entertaining all the time. Your technique is what actually defines you and how how smart uh, how smart you go into the octagon and how you outsmart your opponent is what uh, is all that matters. All right, now moving on to our fight companion. So <laughs> I'm going to play the fights that I talked about. I mean, we're kind of running out of time right now, so I might just play the the two fights that I actually watched because those fights aren't that long, so we can just get through them. Okay, so without further ado, I'm going to play the fights, and um, yeah, let's just live commentate. So the first fight is between Edson Barboza and Benil Daryush. So I just played it. If you if you're sinking the fight, it is 455, 454. So of the first round, yes. Oh man. Edson Barboza is body body kicking Benil Daryush. And Benil Daryush is closing the range. And man. Oh man, look at this. Both of these guys are on their feet still. And trying to strike with one another. I like how Benil Daryush is throwing so many body kicks. Considering that, I mean, keep in mind that Edson Barboza is such a phenomenal striker himself. Ooh, leg kick from Benil Daryush. And Benil Daryush looks like he's the aggressor in this fight. Oh, an uppercut from Benil Daryush. Edson Barboza is definitely being on the defense mode right now. But it is interesting to see how it will change during the course of the fight and if it will change. Oh, man. I don't know why, but Benil Daryush kind of looks wobbled, even though he hasn't really received any any horrible strikes. Right hand over the top by Benil Daryush. Ooh, flying knee by Benil Daryush. But I mean, even though Benil is throwing all these combinations and th- and strikes, Edson Barboza is, isn't even rocked a little bit. And Benil Daryush with a takedown attempt. 
However, it's not successful. Edson Barboza has such great takedown defense. And just like I said, Edson Barboza is just uh, absorbing so many shots, but he's not even wobbled a little bit, which is just out of this world. Body kick by Benil Dargush. The first round is about to be over. All right. Fasting forward to the second round. Ooh. Oh my goodness. As the first round as the second round starts, there's a there's a flurry exchange between these two guys. And oh man. Head kick attempt by Benil Daryush, but it doesn't connect. Ooh, it seems like Edson Barboza is more active in this round. Ooh, spinning back fist from Benil Daryush, even though he misses. Alright, man. Unfortunately, I have to fast forward a little bit so that I get to the <laughs> the good part, you know. All right. Still during the second round. And the two are extremely cautious of one another for some reason right now. Ooh! Etza Barboza just need Benil Daryush in the head. It, oh, man. This is brutal. No, 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 no. Oh, my goodness. So, okay. <laughs> what I have to describe to you guys is that Benil Daryush was going for a takedown. And... Edson Barboza's timing was just so great that as Benil Daryush was going for that takedown, he need Benil Daryush in the head and he dropped him cold down to the canvas and it is all over. Edson Barboza with the knockout win, man. Oh my goodness, that was crazy. But, oh man, I hope you guys actually like that, man. All right, so unfortunately, we can't do a live commentating thing for the Vitor Belfort and Kelvin Gastelum fight because of time issues. Oh, man, I'm so <laughs> I'm so bummed. I wish I could actually do this one as well because the Benil Dariush one was pretty fun. But OK, I'm just going to tell you what actually happened during the fight because that was like the second fight that I actually did get to watch. So coming into the fight, Vitor Belfort actually looked pretty good, even though he was um, the elder fighter in this fight and um, Kelvin Gastelum was much much younger than him in this fight he the 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 way that he actually came into this fight was pretty good he looked prepared mentally and physically I mean compare you shouldn't really compare him to how he used to look like like 10 years ago because it's just not fair and the sport has changed and so many th other things have changed yeah so he looked really good Kelvin Gastelum even it, 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 Kelvin Gastelum actually was the favorite in this fight but the fight was in Brazil, so the crowd was taking, um, obviously, was taking Vitor Belfort's side. And they were cheering for him because he's such a legend. And, um, you know, who wouldn't agree with that, right? So the fight starts. And, um, and, man, just like I said, Vitor Belfort looked good. And he was just going at Kelvin Gastelum. Kelvin Gastelum was keeping the distance, trying to keep the distance. And he was just being extremely cautious. But Vitor Belfort was going at it, man. Even though, like, he, he wasn't constantly being the aggressor during the first round but he did go at Kelvin Gastelum with a couple of flurries and combinations that did actually connect to Kelvin Gastelum's body and head and the crowd was going crazy man okay but the thing is even though he did uh, have a nice have a nice uh, you know time in the octagon and he did look good but Every, every single time Kelvin Gastelum connected a shot towards um, uh, Vitor Belfort's head, he actually he would actually get knocked down. And for one time, we actually thought that Vitor Belfort was knocked out completely 
But, and um, at that time, Kelvin Gastelum went for a ground and pound. However, the referee didn't really stop the fight. And the thing is, Richard Belfort actually recovered from that hard, hard shot and got back to his feet. And um, as he was, um, you know, again, going at, uh, going at Kelvin Gastelum in the um, striking game, Again, he was, um, Calvin Gastelum again connected with the same shot that dropped Vitor Belfort before. And again, Vitor Belfort went down to the canvas. And this time, the referee. Um, stop the contest because uh, the damage that was being that was going to be done to Vitor Belfort it was just you know you better stop the fight before anything bad happens so I think that was a really great call by the referee and a good job to Kelvin Gastelum and man even though Vitor Belfort lost that fight but that doesn't take away anything from him about it, it doesn't take anything away from how amazing of a fighter he is how how legendary he is and all the things that he has done for the sport and yeah man there you go so sorry that we couldn't do the live commentating on the Belfort fight but man, overall, I actually really, really enjoyed this. I feel like we should do this more often. And yeah, I'm pretty sure that we could definitely do that, especially with all those fights that we announced for UFC 211. Man, if we could do a couple of fights, like do the live commentating for them, or maybe if we could actually get into some local fights and do the commentary for them, that would be awesome. And I'm pretty sure you guys will actually get hyped up as well. And so, yeah, so that's all I have for you this week. Make sure you go to cfru.ca to catch up with TKO. And until next time, I'm your girl Janon, and this is TKO. Peace out.